Hi guys, it's me Paula and we are about three or four days out before New Year's 2020 and looking forward to that time with you and uh, getting back with you in prayer coming up uh, January in 2020, the second week I believe we're meeting on Tuesday still uh, at seven o'clock. So I'm looking forward to being with you all. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We've all had some time off, Lord, to reflect upon our past uh, 2019 and to look to you, Lord, for the future. Hope is in you and to support one another uh, this year, Lord, coming up and to see what you have for us in finishing our goals and our plans that you have for us, Lord, and being faithful in prayer, faithful to serve you, Lord, more of a serving heart, Lord, um, of a heart that is committed more to you, God. I pray for everyone on this call, that they would be blessed and that they would hear this message and receive the word of the Lord from you, Father. May you be blessed and glorified, Jesus. I thank you that the word will go forth in power and great might. In your name we pray, Jesus' name. And I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone on this call, including myself. In Jesus' name, amen. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is um, about blasphemy. And I know you say, well, that's pretty weird, you know, but what kind of sparks my heart and opens up my heart was an ISIS Christmas Day massacre where there were this death cult killed 11 hostages. It's a very sick slaughter. And um, so the ISIS terrorists killed in Nigeria on Christmas Day. There's a brutal act of retaliation uh, for the death of that um, Abu Bakar Abu Abadadi that we took out. I don't know if you know we did. And so there was a retaliation on Christmas and this clip was released on the news that uh, showed these hostages sitting on the ground and then they were executed um, in North Africa. They're North Africans. So I just want to show you um, what ISIS is all about again and these death cults and these radical Islamic groups. So, so back to uh, blasphemy. What does it mean to blaspheme in the Bible? Why was Jesus accused of blaspheming? And how does one blaspheme today? So we, we hardly use the word blasphemy. I mean, that's not a word we use. But blasphemy is understood to mean um, a human being who, being who claims to be God in some sense or another, who's made an idol or claims to be God. And I think an example of that would be these radical Islamic groups that claim uh, you know, the power, if you will, or um, of, of bringing uh, into existence a, a a servanthood or one world sort of serving their God, bowing down to their God. And so every other God, the Christian God, is blasphemed by them. And they mock, they mock them by brutally killing on Christmas Day, which is a Christian holiday. So... Um, this is certainly, um, biblically speaking, the definition of blasphemy, it, it, but it is a bit different. It, it concerns itself with an improper manner of relating to the Lord God Almighty, which can mean several different things. In the Bible, the penalty for blasphemy was death and stoning in Leviticus twenty four sixteen, John ten thirty one. There's an example there. 
anyone can blaspheme. So in the Old Testament, blasphemy is committed not only by Israel's enemies, we see they blaspheme God, 2 Kings 19, uh, 2 Kings 22, Isaiah 37. But by God's chosen people, the Israelites themselves blaspheme God in Numbers 15, 30. So blasphemy is not a sin that's restricted to those either outside or inside God's family. There are many ways in which blasphemy is committed in the Bible. I want to direct you to this, cursing and speaking against God. Now, you know, the Old Testament shows this people cursing God or wanting someone to curse God um, and, and curse the children of God, but they wouldn't or couldn't. But cursing God also is another thought I'm going to come back to in just a minute. Purposely, uh, purposefully, excuse me, committing a sin, insulting or mocking God, forsaking God was considered blasphemy, making an idol or speaking against God. I want to, th- I want to share this with you by mistreating his messengers. Nehemiah 9.26, Acts 6.11, 1 Timothy 1.13, and 2 Peter 2.12. Speaking against the Holy Spirit by attributing his miracles to Satan. Now, we're familiar with that one in Mark 3.29 and Luke 12.10. It's recorded in Matthew 12.31 that um, the miracles that were done by Jesus, that he had, he had done these by Satan claiming divine authority. And I would think that would fall under any false religion, false God that claims authority. Revelation 13, 1, 5, 6, 17, 3. So if you look closer at these examples, blasphemy has much to do with speaking or acting against God. So you're showing great hatred or disrespect for God's authority disbelieving in him, defying him, discrediting him. But listen, or harming anyone who is sent or is a Christian to act on his behalf. Again, I'm going to say that anyone who has been sent by God on his behalf, a Christian, or holding anything, including yourself, as an idol in position of God. I want to say that again. Blasphemy is holding oneself in a position of God. You are your own idol. <laughs> you don't have to go out and create an idol. You have built yourself up an idol. It's all about you. All right? So that's a form of blasphemy. So it's more than simply saying, I am God. Rather, it's displaying an inordinate attitude toward the king of the universe, such insubordination puts a blasphemer in a sort of a contest against God. You know, it's sort of like, and your blasphemer thinks he, him, thinks him or herself as being in a position to even compete with God, to think the king of the universe, you are going to take him on? I don't think so. (laughs) You're not on the same playing field. Jesus himself, God in the flesh, was accused of blasphemy, of course, falsely, Jesus said and did things that should, by normal standards, have been considered blasphemous. In other words, in, in these religious leaders in Jesus' day, they were consistent with the Old Testament concept, and they accused him of blasphemy. So that was consistent with, with what they believed. Yet Jesus was unique, the only one and only Son of God, 
always was God, is himself God, was with God in the beginning. The word of God became a human being and dwelt among us. So it's not under normal, Jesus didn't come under normal standards, born of a virgin. How'd that happen? How did Jesus blaspheme then? Well, he was accused of blasphemy because he, he took upon himself to forgive sin. To forgive sin. That's why they accused him in Matthew 9, 3 and Luke 5, 21. So really, there was nothing unusual about Jesus saying, even Jesus, I forgive you, or anyone saying to anyone, I forgive you, forgive you. But here was the kicker. But Jesus was considered blasphemous because he forgave a man's sins that were not committed against him personally. So he didn't say, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. So this man equated his sin, you know, with needing forgiveness. People are to forgive others when they themselves are wronged. But only God can forgive someone's sins when they are committed against another person. We can release the person by releasing them to God. Jesus said that your Father in heaven will not forgive you your sins if you do not forgive others. So there's a, there's a connection there in our releasing and forgiving. And it has to be an act of your will. It has to be a conscious thing. Um, when someone uh, hurts you, you forgive them because you know you are a sinner. You know that you were given this grace in this life and you don't deserve it. You have no way. There's nothing about you that could... See, this is the problem with these cults and these false religions and New Age, New Age religion too is that they put themselves on a playing field with God and say, well, you know, I can somehow redeem myself through some act or going outside of God, connecting myself with something, some action that I do, something that I do. Actually, the problem with that is there is nothing we can do to earn or get God to forgive us. That's not even in the thing. It's all about Him. He is so beautiful. He's so gracious. He's so merciful. That's how we are to act towards others. When we feel offended... Are we, we, you know, some people are so sensitive. They just live their whole lives on a sensitive level, not towards others, but it's about them. And so they can never really get involved with serving God because you will be offended. The Bible says that. If you don't read your Bible, you wouldn't know that those who serve Christ will be offended. People will offend you. All right. So things will happen. This isn't a perfect world, of course. There's nothing unusual about Jesus saying, I forgive you. So we are to forgive. And why is it that God does this? Because all sins committed against other people are ultimately sins committed against God. So sin in itself is a separation, a state of death, really, against God that we've we've rebelled. It's an ultimate rebellion. It's an ultimate blasphemy. You know, the day that, that, that Satan came into that um, serpent and and tempted Adam's wife. The day he, this happened, the tragedy of that day, was he told her, God is holding out on you. They're, they're, he's not good. And, and he, he doesn't want you to partake of this, of this uh, knowledge of the tree, of good, the fruit of good and evil. 
because he knows in the day you do, you'll be like God. So he was telling her, you will be like God. You will be God. And he's saying the same thing today. Every false religion, every false cult has that same underlining lie. He is a liar. You will not be like God if you sin. If you sin and you hurt others, you will not be like God. You know, see, if you blaspheme God by creating, making yourself an idol, becoming an idol, um, speaking against God, even in your heart, even in your heart, you know, being disloyal to God, being unfaithful to God. The easy ones are insulting or mocking God or, you know, making fun of God. That one's easy. So that's blasphemy. But forsaking God is also considered blasphemy. Making any type of idol, claiming any type of divine authority that you could work your way to heaven in some way, that you're good enough. First, that's, that's, all bla- that's part of blasphemy. And we don't normally think of it that way. So Jesus forgave the paralyzed man for his sins. So he forgave his sins. He was equating the sin with sickness. And the teachers of the law were correct to point out that God and God alone, he, they said this, but God and God alone forgives sins. No man, but that was where they were in error. They didn't understand, did they? That the one who was before them, they were accusing of blasphemy, was God himself in the flesh. Blasphemy is no, is not a dead issue today. When God is made fun of, when his commandments are disregarded, when people say, I can hurt you, I can do whatever I want to do to you. No. Anyone who comes in the name of the Lord and is serving you and they've been good to you, you need to repent of that right now. Okay, blasphemy is not simply an open claim to divinity. It is, it is, it is. It's not open because the devil is very sneaky. He came to her and said, "You will be like God," and then she died spiritually. It is very subtle and pervasive. Certainly, it is common today, but it's very subtle. It's the ultimate. I want you to say this: the rebellion against God. But like all sin, it can be forgiven through the God Man. Jesus Christ. So we need to remember this. We need to learn this lesson, okay, on blasphemy. Please, please post this message to your friends and family, okay? Give it out to everyone you know. What is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, really? You see, they accused Jesus of blaspheming, but he wasn't. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is equating the works of that the divine works of God, the healing power of God, being in doubt and unbelief, you know, accusing God of not being good. Are you doing that? You know anyone who does that? Do they grumble and complain against God in their hearts? And then they end up speaking it out of their mouths. We need to be very careful in our hearts about how we walk carefully before the Lord, in our heart before the Lord and before others his children, his messengers that are sent. That's also considered disrespecting God, dishonoring him. All right? So I want to send a good word to you, not a negative word. The next uh, posting I'm going to be posting here will also be an interesting story, a couple stories I want to tell you. But right now I want to say this. Jesus is alive 
and he is making intercession for us. You know, when I was praying for my husband, praying for our situation, and there were certain really dark times I was having here. I mean, really deep times. There was some trouble. I mean, it was a battleground. It was really in the mind, the battlefield of the mind. And I was, when, at one point, writing this down. It said, Jesus, in my heart, is, is, is making intercession for you, Paula. It's like he is praying your faith will not fail, that you will come through this, and your husband will come through this, and that he is your healer. And so it's a day-by-day claiming the healing power of God, speaking the healing power of God, and putting pressure on the Word of God, really, not on God, but that his Word is true, and he likes that, and that God is our healer. Jesus died for our sins and sickness and diseases. As Satan would come and attack us. And he would try to hurt us in any way. You know, when you're going through a trial, it is very important you're supported. You know, and sometimes the support comes in physical ways where people come and help you. They clean your house or they say, what can I do for you? Can I, can I, can I do something for you? We're here for you. And we received that from CBN. They did contact Frank and myself and say, you know, what, whatever we can do, please just contact us because we will be there for you. And um, also we had to make some decisions. I had to do something by calling people, telling them what was going on. And they said, we're going to pray for you. And all of you out there, you have been very faithful to the Lord. And we just know your prayers avail much. Your prayers are powerful. And when we storm heaven and we're all in agreement, nothing is impossible with God. I mean, he can do great and mighty things. And you know who you are. I don't have to tell you who you are. Those who are night and day before the Lord, praying and interceding. And so many of you are so precious and faithful. And so I just added that on the end, that Jesus is interceding for you. Those who have been faithful, I want you to be knowing, I want you to know right now how how God loves you and how much he cares for you. You know, we don't have to do anything to please God. He just says, I love you and I receive you and I'm your father. And when we repent, we become his children. We receive the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. We receive eternal life. We're born of the spirit of God. So we can enter to the throne of grace by faith. But you know what? Even that, I mean, we can't earn it, but we receive it by faith, yet we receive it. And God, we honor God. We say, God, your word says that you took our infirmities, you bore our sicknesses, and by your wounds we are healed and made whole. And we cast a burden on the Lord of what he wants to do, but we hear from the Lord. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He lives in me. We hear his voice. We follow his word. We, we listen to his voice. We follow his word. My sheep know my voice. And his word and his spirit agree. They always agree. Like God will never say anything contrary to you or impress upon your spirit or rise up within you anything negative about anyone or anything. That's never, ever, ever God. God is always going to be speaking his word. He'll speak the truth. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's rough. I mean, he's straightforward with us, all right? But he doesn't lie. He cannot lie. He's called the spirit of truth who leads and guides us into all truth. So when we hear something in our spirit, we need to always measure that up against the word of God. Lord, show me your word. Just say that. Lord, show me your word. Give me your word on that. 
Give me confirmation, you know, not just one time, two times, three times, from valid uh, witnesses and from people who are mature in the Lord, who know the Lord and walk with him. You don't want a witness from somebody who wants you to, wants to tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> Usually you want to hear it from somebody who says, God's given me a word. And it's a blessing. So prophecy is exhortation, encouragement, and comfort. So that will bring you to the place of even admonishing you. So what is admonishment? Admonishment is a correction. Like you might be working too hard right now or taking care of yourself or you know, different things that God is speaking to your life, you know, serving, reaching out to people more, preaching Jesus more, okay, things like that, like he will, he will bring you into an assignment that you're to do, and each day is a walk with him, each of us have to fulfill what he's called us to, and there are different things that we do every day, you know, they're not the same, like one day he might have me contact someone and encourage them in the Lord, another time may have me give them a word, or sometimes they'll have me like now do this podcast to encourage you as well. So I pray it really does encourage you. I pray that you are listening. <laughs> I do. I do pray for you. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. I just want you to leave you with this word that the Jesus is alive. He's at the right hands of the Father and he lives to make intercession for us. He's the great high priest who's passed in the heavens, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And so we have him. You say, well, who's praying for me? Jesus is. <laughs> okay. So beloved, know this, you are his, you belong to him. Okay. So bear in mind that blasphemy is very subtle. It is, it is, it is a different type of blasphemy. Once we think of blasphemy, it's just words spoken out and cursing God. No, blasphemy is greater than that. So let's bear that in mind. And I bless you and I pray this message has helped you and something in it has quickened you, quickened your spirit and you can take away one thing. Amen. I love you and bless you. Thank you for being on this podcast with me today.